I just want to say to you know, I got so that I want to thank you guys personally for all that you've done for me, for always staying true to the genre of R&B, for being a true champion. You guys never flaked. You guys never like, you know, like superimpose yourself onto the culture and you know, you never did it for clicks. You never did the whole clickbait thing. Like you guys are so pure in your love and your authenticity in R&B. And that's why you guys are here. Despite all of the racket and the hoopla and whatever, man, like I just want to say from one purist to another that your contributions to the genre will always be appreciated. Um, will be forever ingrained in this time of R&B. And uh, man, I look forward to celebrating many more years <laughs> together in a sense of, of championing this genre. Um, we gonna, we gonna see our day in the sun, you know what I mean? <laughs> and and, and y'all will be right there and you guys will deserve it above any other publication. And that's not to issue on any other publication. I'm just saying that I've known you guys from literally day one. And so to watch your growth, your progression, how you've maneuvered throughout the industry and the business, the social stuff that we talked about before off camera, um, this is this is a true source. You know what I mean? And I don't know, I don't know what that means to anybody else, but from Kevin Ross, this is one of the truest, most authentic sources of R&B. If you're looking for R&B from the past, the present, and who's going to be popping off in the future, this is <laughs> the site you know I got sold forever. Thank y'all, man. And I'm forever grateful for y'all. Uh, you know, you know I got sold here once again with Kevin Ross. Man, I was looking back, like we, we had first interviewed you almost 10 years ago. It's so crazy to think back and in your progression. And I remember that moment, interestingly enough, it was at Essence Festival. We didn't really know you too well yet. I think you had just come on the Motown. And quite frankly, who knows if you would even have been here 10 years later, because so many artists just fall off the map. But man, yeah. you, you're still going so strong. You've given us so much great music this past decade. Just before we start talking about the new music, reflect on this journey a bit, if you can. It's so humbling, man, in the sense that, like you said, you know, you see so many people that come in with you and for whatever reason, whether it's personally or whether it's their team, whether it's just, you know, they may not have had the heart for it, um, you know, fall by the wayside. And so to to see where I am um, is nothing short, but it's, 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 it's amazing. It's a miracle, to be honest. You know what I mean? And this is God engineered for sure. So that's what I'm really motivated by is just the fact that like this is beyond me and you know I know where I could have been you know what I'm saying and I could have just been one of them artists in a long list of names that you know people quickly forget and so um I'm just I'm, I'm grateful man I'm grateful to have some 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 type of long lasting you know what I mean <laughs> stickiness a little bit a little bit yeah yeah Love it, man. Love to see it, especially with a, with a great dude like yourself who really deserves it. So talented. So much respect. Thank you, man. Um, but right now it's all about Midnight Microdose Part 2, the new EP coming out this Friday. 
That's right. Um, you know, part one was awesome. I haven't had a chance to dig into part two just yet, but yeah. you know, introduce us to that project. Oh man, so Midnight Microdose Volume Two is definitely more dramatic. Um, it definitely has a wider spectrum as it pertains to emotions, storyline, subject matter. Um, and I'm doing something a little bit different. And so, you know, of course, there's the regular track listing. And then the sixth track is called Midnight Microdose Volume 2, The Flow Through. And so I dedicated that to the loyal listeners, people that really enjoy an undisturbed experience uh, within transitions, just the seamlessness of a body of work. Um, so that, you know, DSPs or, you know, whatever that they're listening uh, to it through, it doesn't disturb their, you know, their flow. So it's, right. just a, it's a continuous play. And so I know a lot of artists that, you know, wanted to do that before, but they just kind of wanted to just put out their album and just have one track. And so, you know, I created a happy medium for DSPs and for, you know, participating partners to say, okay, well, I'm going to give you the EP and the tracks in the way that you desire it. Um, but I am going to create a caveat for those who are interested. And it allows for me to see who are the fans, right? Like, or who are the super fans of Kevin Ross by creating this track? I can literally identify now to say city, place. Okay. So these are where these dedicated listeners are. Um, and so yeah. um, it's definitely something that I think that if it works out well, and for my peers who are watching, you're gonna see a you're gonna see a wave of flow through uh, in the next year or so. Um, if it if it if it works out, no, it's gonna work out. I'm just going. I'm going because <laughs> it's 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 just a it's a dope process in a sense. That, yeah. You no, know, just straight through. Oh, I love it. I love how unique and creative you're being with these projects. I mean, especially the fact that, you know, you're giving us these smaller EPs, which I actually, I mean, we're in 2023. I feel like attention spans are so down. I oh, love yeah. receiving it in, in this, in this dose, uh, pun intended, you yeah. know, a small batch of songs. And so what inspired you to do that? My fans, uh, supporters, um, people that hit me on Twitter and Instagram and, you know, they will always say, oh my gosh, we love your music. It's just so short. Can you make can you make these songs longer? And I like kept thinking about it and I was like, I'm a jerk. So let me go ahead and just really <laughs> lean. Let me really lean into, um, you know, just making shorter songs. And plus it just works for DSPs as well. This is the time that we're in. Let's see what songs have replay power. And so, you know, for me, uh, Midnight Microdose, <laughs> yeah, not only was it a, a, a great, experiment but it was also an homage to those who have been listening to say i see you i hear you even on volume one and i dedicated a whole infomercial to them you know mm -hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh kevin ross is so slept on and it's like no i i see it and i hear it too it's just the fact that my my perspective is different because mine is more so of the glass half full always because I'm like, since 2013 or 14, I've been able to pay all my bills with doing music. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's a that's a rarity. I understand how rare that is within the entertainment business. People don't understand how rare that is. And so for me, I don't take that for granted. You know what I mean? Yes, I want to get to a upper echelon, higher tier, of course, yeah. because I'm competitive. And that's just that's just what it is. But I can't ignore the fact that I've been blessed with an opportunity 
um, to provide, you know, a roof over my head, put food on my table um, by purely doing music. And so um, I can never take that for granted. And so with that being said, it's like while I wait for the for for for, you know, more ascension, um, I'm going to be grateful for what I have. That doesn't mean that I'm content. But it means that I can look at what I have right now and truly appreciate it for what it is. Because I remember when I was making nothing. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's special to hear you talk like this because I've interviewed many, many artists. A lot of them are like, you know, here's the album. This is what I created. But hearing yeah. you speak, it's like I listen to my fans. And you think that's like what most artists are doing. But it, what I've come to realize is many kind of just kind of create. And if, and yeah. if they like it, they like it. But You've mentioned multiple times. I listen to my fans. I heard what my fans are saying. What you know? What what makes you really think about making that important when creating this music and doing this this bodies of work? Um, I've always had a vision for what my base would be, um, and I really I took that from off of Maxwell. I took that from off of Kim. I took that from off of Amazing Frankie Beverly. Like, so when I'm in my early 20s and I'm opening up for Max and I'm doing shows with Kim and, you know, my parents would take me to these Amazing Frankie Beverly concerts, what I would see out in the audience is that, you know, there's older people, but I would see their spirits come alive. And I was like, wow. Like, I want that for our generation. I want for us to have music that can bring us back to a particular moment to be like, oh, I remember back in 2017. Oh, I remember back in, you know what I mean? I remember exactly where I was and what I was eating, what I was doing, who I was with. And so I know who I represent now. I represent the blue collar lovers. And so for that, you know, the 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 nurses, the secretaries, you know what I mean? The, the nine to five, they need music where they feel like they're being seen and appreciated because right now it's just so like hyper driven off of like imagery and just like, okay, well, you yeah. know, we're sitting in a penthouse and this, this and that, and I got a baddie and, and the baddie got a girlfriend and this, this and that. <laughs> and that's cool. That's, that's cool to, you know, to live in that fantasize in that world because we're in entertainment. However, you know, most of my audience they want to feel loved, even if they're not in relationships. They want something stable. They don't want toxic. They don't yeah. want for their, their favorite R&B singers to talk toxic to them. They want to listen to songs that give them a glimmer of hope. And so as I've embarked on the journey, you know, I started off very, uh, how do I say this? Um, my music was a lot softer. In a mm -hmm. sense, <laughs> a lot more delicate, you know, yeah. um, because it was it was really coming from a pure place, right? And, and so I, I really meant what I said with with every record that I that I put out. And so the awakening was a really vulnerable and transparent record for me. And and it felt, I know to a lot of people listening to it all over the place because it was a lot of cooks in the kitchen. However, when I dissected. I was like, oh man, like I was really like wide open, you know? Yeah. And so what I had to understand and take a look back to say, okay, my, my, my peer group, they're not there. They're not <laughs> in this place. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I needed to package my music in a different way. And so when I came back again as a, as an independent artist, then we start to see my and hear my music transform 
and start to go through a process um, to say, okay, what do you like? What don't you like? How hard do you want me to go? You know, where's the sweet spot? And then we started to find the sweet spot. And here comes sweet release, no pun intended. (laughs) And looking for love and all of these records where I can still have a delicate approach. But when you listen to the lyrics, I'm like, okay, I'm talking that talk. So they start to appreciate that kind of flow. So once we got into a pocket, then it was like, okay, I know who yeah. I represent. I know who I am to them. I know who they are to me. And that relationship is a constant ebb and flow of reciprocation between one another to say, I'm I, I'm not here without you all. You right. know what I mean? I don't know what type of music I would be doing if it wasn't for them, for me identifying the blue collar lovers. Right. Well, you know, you talked a bit about the toxic, um, you know, R&B that's out. How difficult is it to not chase that sound? Because, I mean, personally, people like myself, many people on my team, we we don't really want to hear that. I mean, we want relatable. I mean, we want love music. I mean, then when you hear a song like Look My Way, which, you know, you you gave us on the first part. Amazing. Thank you. Love song. But how difficult is it to to not stray from from what you do and, and try to chase maybe that more popular sound? As long as I'm able to pay my bills, I'm all- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, you know, but I, I mean, even, even, even if, you know what I mean? Cause you know, I was, I was still doing the same thing when I wasn't getting paid, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so I would still probably be making, you know, the music that I am creating because it serves a purpose and I am of service to a particular group of people and then understanding like now i have vision which i didn't have when y'all met me um i can see five to ten years from now and i see where we are to say oh my generation aren't ready yet so when i look at it i'm making music now for a small pocket to enjoy however five years from now that pocket will grow you know, 10 times or, you know, however many times over because they're ready, right? They don't want to do festivals no more because their knees hurt and they want to sit down and and listen to music and dress up and, you know what I mean, go with their significant other, look fly, feel fly, have a great date night. And so I'm preparing a place. So it's not necessarily about the now, but about years down the road to say, okay, by the time that they get to me, I will be familiar to them. I may not be their champion, but I'll be familiar. They'll be familiar with my music. So when they come to a show, it's not like I'm taking shots in the dark. So as soon as they hear it, they say, oh, I remember that song. Oh, I don't know why this song sounds familiar. So by the time that, you know, we rocking and rolling, it makes all of the sense in the world. And so that's kind of where I am in, in the sense of even with Drive 2, when I put it out in 2021 in October, when I went on Versus, you know, shout out to Anthony Hamilton for, for having us. Um, yeah. The Versus effect happened to me as well. Wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> so with that being said, let's just take an intro, for example. I did an intro and maybe the intro, maybe it, it had been out for, you know, however long, a couple months, whatever. And it was all of 40,000 streams and then six months later it got it jumped up to 10 million right just on one dsp and i was like 
this is powerful. So I was yeah. like, just imagine if I have more, if I can couple more moments like that. I mean, of right. course, verses is unique, but yeah. the thing is, is that if I can couple more moments together, you know, then this will all really start to make sense. And so it's not about how new the music is, but it's like if your catalog is strong, then they will come to the catalog and they will champion whatever records they want. So, right. you know, that's that's the game plan and 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 really staying away from from toxic. However, yeah. I got toxic moments. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And, and on volume two, we start off toxic because we ended volume one in a dark place. So I wanted to really mm. create an arc um, and say, okay, if we're going to go dark, let's go there. But let's really, you know, bring them out to clarity by the end of this. And right. so um, I think I think this is this is really going to be one of those records that, you know, I don't I don't know. I, you know, maybe, maybe it will be instant. You know what I mean? But I yeah. do think that it's necessary for me to have it in the catalog. And that right. it doesn't make sense now, it will make sense later. I respect that. Yeah. You know, I gotta point out something crazy about part one. <laughs> I had I had a very hard time progressing past the intro first dose, just because I love it so much. It's yeah. like so hypnotic, you know, the singing in the background. It's like you can put that on repeat and just listen to it like a hundred times in a row. It's so it's so hypnotic and good, man. I've been, you know, great project. Obviously, you have to progress, but it's like even little pieces like that, you you just aren't really getting anywhere as an R&B fan, which is, I use that as an example to point out your creativity, even Thank in small samples like that, you know, just loving what you're, you're doing for us here. Thank you, man. That but I got to talk about, I want to talk about your radio strategy. First of all, congratulations on your success at radio. Thank you. Know, you. First, first independent artist, two top 10 singles, adult R&B radio, huge mm -hmm. accolade. But what makes me, you know, interested to hear from you is on, we're, we're not seeing a lot of artists even go that route anymore, pushing singles to radio. But for you, it's very important. You've had a lot of success there. What makes that, you know, of an importance to you to do so? Um, it creates a sonic signature and it also gives more presence in the market space. And so even if they don't see my face yet, when they hear the song, it starts to become a signature. They say, yeah. that sounds like, that boy, Kevin Ross, <laughs> right? And so, but then it also allows for me to say, you know, even if my peers don't listen to the radio, promoters do. And so when promoters listen to the radio and they hear me a whole bunch of times, then I get the call. So I don't know. I Let's just say I, I work, right? <laughs> like yeah. I, I work you know, quite a bit in the sense of traveling, whether that's to Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, yeah. uh, Houston, Dallas, all of these places. I mean, even like we're going to uh, Los Cabos, Mexico, you know, nice. but it's all because of radio in a sense that it's taking me to these places because these promoters are like, obviously, like these people really like this guy and we got to get him to this you know particular place. And it allows for me to see a lot of the vets as well, because I'm right wedged in between like a sandwich. It's like you got the opener and I have I have more of a catalog now, so I can't be the opener opener. But now I'm like right before the headliner. And so <laughs> I've had really great experiences. Like I was in Aruba last year and, and and I was right before Mary J. Blige. You know what I mean? So that was like 
super crazy to me in a sense to watch that progression and be like, man, I remember being the, the super duper opener. You yeah. know what I mean? When people were walking in the gates, now the whole place is full. <laughs> and now I can look in the front and see people literally like rocking yeah. with music, knowing it word for word. That's the power of radio. You can't, you can't fake that. You can't fake radio. You can fake streams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But eventually with radio, like, yes, come on, let's be real. I'm not, radio's not payola, but you do have to pay to play. Right, of course. And so with that being said, um, it can only get you but so far. You're going to hit a wall. Yeah. And, you know, you're going to get this research back and people and PDs are going to be like, <laughs> resonating with it or they yeah. love it and keep going and you know then then you once you get into the top 10 because a lot of times because i'm one of the only independent rb artists when i'm in the top 10 i'm the only one so i'm yeah. going against all these major labels and i ain't got major label dollars yeah. <laughs> a lot of times it's like a parking lot it's like everybody's in a traffic jam right so you'll have a record at number one and then, you know, one label's agenda will be like, well, we need to keep it for number one for another week. Yeah. How much would it cost for us to keep it for another week? Let's keep it on premium channel. Let's keep it on this. iHeart, can you chip in and yeah. be exclusive? We need number one for another week. And they'll yeah. go number one and then it'll drop like a, you know, yeah. hot potato. Yeah. Not unless it's, you know, like, uh, what's the Tim's record? Uh, uh, with, um, uh, with a what's the what's the you don't need no other body that record essence that stayed around forever yeah <laughs> those records are rare because it's like that's a true smash right but all the other records number one drop number one drop yeah, yeah. so you gotta wait your turn but how much funds <laughs> do you have to wait because not only are you waiting 10 to 1 now you got 20 to 11 on yep. your ass <laughs> right like they're waiting for their turn too so you like all right well cool like i'm right in the middle but adele coming or some somebody's always coming beyond yeah. coming they're gonna skip the line yeah you know? so <laughs> to me it's radio is always a great barometer of how impactful your record can be to the masses and and there's nothing wrong with being a streaming darling um mm -hmm. but i think radio is still a proven medium to show that you've made it in a sense that um you can you can stream all you want but once you hit radio people yeah. are like you out of here you know what I mean? <laughs> like daniel caesar her all of these streaming darlings that was getting all of these numbers up on spotify and apple and title and all that but once they hit radio and once they were seen on tv that solidified them to yeah. say okay yeah this is who we were streaming and da, 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 da. so it's still a medium that you know it's just the fact that let's be real some people just can't <laughs> afford it and i would right. rather us to have that conversation and say look i can't afford it yeah being like no we don't need radio radio play <laughs> like on the contrary sir yeah you know because if you do enough radio the shows are going to pay for the radio right you know uh, yeah thanks for taking us behind the scenes there real quick and sharing the, you know <laughs> okay, the real my bad, yeah <laughs> <laughs> no because a lot of times we don't always know what goes on behind the scenes what it takes 
I do think about it sometimes. It's like you're, you're parked at number 10. It's like, can I keep chipping in every single week or just kind of give up on it? Must be a tough, tough decision to make every week. Man, <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you, but but eventually because of my my consistency and persistence there, um, you know, the, the goal is to, you know, to be a, um, you know, kind of a, a fixture there. So that right. when you see my name and they see a record, my process it just it just moves faster. My record will move faster because I'm a, you know, I'm one I'm one of the I'm one of them ones there. <laughs> uh, but you know, also too, you know, trying to transition in the mainstream as well. Right. And slowly but surely, just kind of inserting myself in places, using satellite radio, and you know what I mean, like creating different records with different textures to put me on different playlists as well and, and just like meticulously chipping away at it um in a way where like i said it may not make sense now but it'll make sense later right gotcha i'm gonna put you on the spot real quick you've released a whole bunch of projects through the years yeah to date what is your best project that you've released hmm I mean, of course, you know, everybody would be like, well, all of my projects are my babies. I, I feel like you can't even say the awakening because that's kind of like like a, nah. like almost like a cheating answer. But you yeah, can it's if you like, want, but <laughs> uh, the awakening is like uh I don't know how to it's like I don't know. I, it's not my it's not my favorite. Okay, fair enough. Um, Drive two is by far mm. my favorite as it stands. And the reason why, I mean, obviously because I think it's it's my most successful EP to date, um, or project to date. However, um, I really wore my producer hat a lot with it. So sweet release produced, you know, written and produced by me. Looking for love, written and produced by me. And shout out to my boy Chase Farley as well, because he helped with Looking for Love. Right. Um, but a lot of like, I mean, more than 50% of the album I wrote and produced. And I really stepped into that space. Um, shout out to my guy, Jaron Spruill, a.k.a. Jay Kitts, who helped a lot with Audacity, um, co-executive producer of that project. Um, he we were having a talk. And he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, man, because, you know, you a producer. And I was like, "Nah, I'm not a producer. I don't <laughs> produce. He's like, bro, let me he was like, let me just sit you down real quick, bro. He's like, do you know how many producers don't have a number one record? Like, oh, you got the number one record that you wrote and produced. And I had to sit with that. And I was like, you're right. He's like, bro, he's like, he's like, it's not about, he's like, it's not about like the the level or whatever. He's like, you are who you are. And that's what makes you you. Like, you ain't gotta be me, you ain't gotta be everybody else who identifies as a producer and have these certain things in their track and tags and all that stuff. Like. Bro, you are who you are, and just just embrace that. Just embrace the, the uniqueness of it, or the quirkiness of it. Whatever it is, it's working. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you you know." So that's that's what really gave me that confidence. So I was the most confident. And then, of course, I think uh, Midnight Microdose, of course, is second because it's yeah. it's where we are now, and um, I'm I'm in a instinctual stride. In the sense that I I don't have time to question, you know what I mean, like what's coming out right. due to my baby, you know, my my baby boy is almost ten months old, 
Oh, congrats, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I don't I don't have too much time anymore to really sit and ponder, be like, hmm, I wonder if I add this high <laughs> and I change the, you know, all that's like, yo, baby boy, come home in two hours. What what we yeah. gonna do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it it makes the process a little bit more like enjoyable in the sense that it's like, does this feel good, Kevin? All right, let's leave this be for for a second come back to it tomorrow see what you instinctively add to it or just leave it alone and uh that's what made this process my second favorite but by far right. is my all-time favorite that's dope that's yeah. dope and i can share with you from experience i have a four-year-old now and that's why i don't do these interviews as much and my team does them because less and less time every year that, that you know it's, it's, it's it gets tough but you know you gotta love love parenthood and fatherhood it's an amazing thing Absolutely. Absolutely, man. And congratulations as well, man. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm just trying to, I'm just here trying to survive. You know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't warn me, but I'm still here. <laughs> they never warn you, bro. They never warn yeah. you. No matter how prepared you think you are. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't prepared. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you one more thing, um, you know, before we get out of here. And I'm just, you know, in the beginning, I talked about how we interviewed you many years ago, almost yeah. 10 years ago. What would Kevin Ross in 2023 tell a young Kevin Ross back then, almost 10 years ago, like what he should do differently, if anything? Jeez. I would grab that. I would grab him by his collar so quick. I'd be like, get over here. Let me let me holler at you for one second, bro. I'd be like, and look at him dead as I'd be like, do you know who you are? <laughs> do you know who you are? And not even like in an arrogant way, but just like, don't forget who you are are don't forget why you're here and what you have is enough what you have is enough don't 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 go chasing and if anybody tell you to chase drop them <laughs> before they drop you <laughs> but i mean honestly you know i would definitely put in his ear understanding his worth you know what I mean? I would be his champion and say, yo, you got it. Like your sound, everything that you're doing, bro, it's right. It makes sense. Go through the process. You're going to fine tune and everything. And you're going to experience whatever you're going to experience, bro. But just know that like you're you you're right. You're right. And I'm sitting here 10 years from now. It don't it don't look like what you're going to think, but you were right. Yeah. And you're not poor anymore. So congratulations. <laughs> I love it. Oh man. No, that's awesome, man. Hey man, you you know, young Kevin Ross definitely was doing something right. You know, yeah. he, he made it all the way here and still going strong. So, you know. No, nah, I love it, man. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, sir. Well, Kevin, you know, I want to thank you again for your time. It's always a pleasure doing these interviews and, and speak with you. Because, like I said, I truly admire your music. You know, I listen to it often. I, I hear so much music, but I always find myself coming back to yours a lot of times. So thank you. Looking forward to hearing part two coming out, you know, this Friday. And, you know, you always got our support, man. 